Welcome to the Road to Emmaus podcast, where we talk about Jesus with Jesus. Thanks for joining us. It's recording. It's recording. It's recording. Is it she lovely? Is it she wonderful? I am so happy. I'm glad you remember <laughs> the rest of the song, cause I don't know the words. Alright. All right. Well, hello everybody. Hello. My name is Jeff. Yeah, this is Jeff. Cameron. 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 Okay. We got Georgia. Caleb. We just get the profile image of Cameron. Uh, yeah. The... We're here. We're doing this. We have been wanting to start a podcast for Last summer, right? a long time. It was about... actually... Jeff, he's your idea first. Who was? Who were we talking? It was me, you. It was and me, you, and Robbie. Robbie and stuff. And we're trying. We're gonna plan on having Robbie on this sometime. I thought we. We will have Robbie. Yeah. We were having a conversation. I if thought it was me, us. you, and Cameron. Well, yeah, we were talking about something. We were just having a conversation about the Lord and whatnot. And then halfway through, you just stopped and you're like, "We should do a podcast." Yeah, I was like, "Dude, everything we just talked about, we should have just recorded, and yeah. we could have we could have just thrown it up there and yeah, let I was like that was like legit." Idea. Yeah. That, actually, Yay! we've had like a lot of conversations like that. We have. Like, I feel like kitchen. I, I, yeah, I feel like you guys always facilitate kitchen, conversations. Car. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. anytime I, I'm sitting on some kind of kitchen counter, all of a sudden the Lord speaks. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. The kitchen anointing. Yeah, that's what they've been given. Yeah. Well, but, like I would hear like Cameron and Caleb and and Jeff like back at the at McIntyre house. I would hear you all having conversation. And I was just like, man, like I'm learning, like even the questions that Cam would ask and like Caleb would ask them too. And I would, and Jeff, it would just like stir my heart, like, and I would be learning from that Mm -hmm. as well as I met with, um, with another student and just our conversation just really like made my heart burn. Just that the conversation, the Lord would speak in just our conversation. And then shortly after I was like, we need to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You so know. we're just wanting to have a little yeah, conversation. That's, see how that's awesome. Going. Uh, right. You actually just got back. You were in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And, well, how you been, dude? <laughs> that's really Pretty good. Before that, that, you were in Omaha, and then you went to LCU for how long? I went to LCU um, for a year. I moved to Texas in July of 2019, and then I moved out of Texas in August of 2020. And I just came back to visit. So it's currently October. So you've been in back in Omaha for how many months? Like two, two, two months. and a half, maybe. How's it been? Well, it's been good, man. Honestly, like God was putting a lot of things on my heart, like and just, just like drawings, you could say, you know, like things that are draw that were drawing me, and I had like also desires on my heart to see like fulfilled, and um, like God's been so faithful to to see that like to to let those things come to pass. Right. Um, one of the really cool things that I that I was able to do that I really want to see in the future is like being hosp- showing hospitality to believers, mm-hmm. like just like you guys are doing right now. Because I'm going to stay the night here, um, <laughs> but so uh, it on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like sister in Christ, um, Nia from TBN. Yeah, she was in Illinois or no, yeah, Illinois. Okay, and she was driving to California because she's moving, and she texts me and she goes. Uh, hey, like I'm gonna drive through Omaha. Like, is do you know any cheap places I could stay? And I'm like, cheap places. I'm like, come stay at our house, and you can sleep in my sister's room. Wow. And um, it's, she gave how us. How long ago was that? 
This was probably a month ago. Okay. She gave us a jar of honey because her dad's a beekeeper. What? What? And, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, dude. So my mom's, it good? Dude, my mom's been making cornbread Here's like every jar. day. <laughs> I'm like, Is dude. It honeycomb? Is it's, it honeycomb? No, it's just straight up honey. But oh, she, wow. like the day we got it, it was fresh poured out of the, like out of the, uh, what? whatever you call it. But, um, but yeah, so that was a cool thing that came to pass. Um, another thing that um, I was able to do that I really, like, this is just the heart like foundational is just baptizing people, seeing people like want to come to follow Jesus, you yeah. know, and not just like, Oh, I'm getting baptized. Cause it's a, it's a Christian thing to do, but being baptized saying like, I'm being, I'm crucifying the things of this world. I'm being crucified with Christ mm-hmm. and those things of this world are dying and I'm rising to new life and putting on Christ, wearing him like clothes, letting his life be manifest through me. And there was a, um, my friend Skylar, he texted me, he goes, Hey man, uh, there's a believer, uh, his name's Wesley. He's um, coming up from Kansas City. He wants to get baptized. Just wondering if you wanted to come over and like we can fellowship and baptize. And I'm like, uh, heck yeah. Like that's like what I want to do for the rest of my life. You Amen, know? bro. Right. So, Amen. and it's just been cool because like the, those kind of things, those snippets are just like little tastes, you know, like little tastes of like the goodness of God and also just what it is to be a disciple of Jesus where you taste it and you just do it and you're like, I want to do this again and again and again because especially with baptizing someone it's literally like them going from death to life them being obedient to god and just following him and Mm -hmm. to be in such a place like that especially like when in that stage of like maturity in christ and like and what i mean is like infancy just like Mm -hmm. with understanding and just that drive like there's such a childlike zeal and like yeah. alarm and like alertness and purity and like the desire to be right with God. Right. But like being able to baptize someone and be like, you're right with God. Like you put off the old man, the old nature has been crucified. And- so let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So you've been, you were in Omaha your whole life. Mm-hmm. And then you come out and you're at LCU. You have like a year of just intense in this like bubble mm-hmm. of just culture right. and community and all these different things. And then you go back and now you're talking about like you're baptizing people, you're seeing these things happen on a practical level. Mm -hmm. What does it look like of like, you're just Jeff Kovar, you know, you filled the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. You go to, you go to nine to five job. (laughs) You have like a day to day that you have, but in the midst of that, you're talking to people about Jesus. You're discipling people. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, baptizing them, stuff like that. Like what for somebody who, man, they just don't know how Mm -hmm. to take maybe some of the stuff that they if they were in a like a school like we went to, how do you actually take that back to, I'm at home, I have a regular life now, how do I start to apply these things? So yeah, I think the mindset that I had in coming to LCU, which was like anyone coming to LCU, like I believe that the there's such sincerity of the heart to follow yeah. God. Yeah. And there might be different, maybe different reasons or, you know, things. I know that like, ultimately I was like, this is all I know to do in my like following Jesus. And so I'm going to go do it, you know, go to LCU, learn, be equipped and come here. And it's amazing. It's an awesome experience. Um, uh, but I guess what I learned here was more than just any sermons we heard. Cause it, there's so many sermons, so many teachings more than like being able to say what I learned at LCU was three points, you know, do this, this, and this, or it wasn't like that. Right. Like 10 steps to freedom. Right. Right. I learned, I learned from my experience being there that like what God, what God desires of us is so simple. And like the reason yeah. why he's chosen us is because like, there's not like me in Omaha, there's nothing that God is asking me to do as a, a, a brother, as a son, as a follower of Jesus that 
I can't do in Omaha. There's nothing that he's asking of me that I can't do in Omaha. And so I got to the place of just realizing like all the zeal and all the desire to, because LCU, there's such a passion for just like intensity and Mm -hmm. no compromise and we're all in. And it's an intense atmosphere. Yeah. Like the whole time you're juggling a lot. Yeah. It feels like. And I honestly believe like for many people that have come to LCU, there's a lot of people that come and they have massive transformation, you know, like massive freedom, massive maturity. Massive... Well, and we've seen like yeah. dramatic changes in people. Oh, I mean, even in myself, I mean, I've, yeah. I've experienced that. Like w- when I first came out here, man, I was yeah. totally yeah. living in compromise. And now I would say I'm, I'm probably the closest I've ever been to the Lord. But yeah, but yeah I mean, it's, it's, a, it's that, a culture shock. Yeah, that, so that I truly believe that that like the when we're coming like you know before you hear about lcu you see a todd white video and you're like i want to go to lcu i believe that like that sincerity of heart is so important and that right. the people that are coming are already all in you know what mm-hmm. i mean they're already all in and that's why lcu is amazing but just coming to lcu is like being affirmed in that and being able to be in an environment that's cultivating and taking you deeper but in the question of like what does that look like back in omaha like realizing that like you know, when Jesus says, go to make, di- go make disciples of all nations, mm-hmm. baptizing him in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit, teaching them to obey the things oh, I've commanded you. Um, like we, when we gather, we're discipling one another. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I have little, together. it's not like I have Caleb here on a chain. He's like, all right, follow me, be under me and right. repeat after me. That's not like it. It might look kind of like that in the, in the beginning with someone that's a Brand baby new. and you're like, you're wanting to keep them away from false things, away from wrong mentalities, away from um, just the wisdom of the world. Um, but ultimately, as we gather here today, like the words we speak are spirit and life because we're not living yeah. for ourselves. We're not, we're not coming with a different message. I'm not coming and just talking about Jesus as a way or a life, but I'm talking about we're all talking about Jesus as the way, the truth, the life, the I am, you know. Mm-hmm. The one that by all things were made and through him all things are held together. He's not just something. He's the preeminent one. Um, so anyways, I don't know why I was going off that. But praise <laughs> God. But <laughs> so, so I, I, do, I do have like a question like, yeah, along what you're saying. I was going to go into just like really quick. Just with go ahead. Go ahead. So um, just kind of a testimony. So I just got a, a normal job. God had it on my heart. The scripture, I don't know what it is, but it's just about um, – Seek to live a quiet life, like living honorably with unbelievers and like working with your hands. That might be like a couple different scriptures combined into one. But... <laughs> a bunch of Proverbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I uh, I had really just come to this place where I'd like literally be like looking at my hands. I'm like, God, these hands worship you. They're not committing sin. They're not willfully desiring to like be in the things of this world. I'm not just worshiping you because I have to. I'm worshiping you in spirit and in truth because you've truly set me free. And I'm like actively reflecting that with my life. Like you have saved me. You have changed me, you know? Yeah. So these hands, I'm going to work not to earn like righteousness, but to as a brother in Christ with the people that I'm fellowshipping with, with my family that I'm living with, being able to not be a burden to others and being able to like the Bible says in Ephesians, like if you were a thief, quit stealing and work that you now may have something to give. And the mentality mm-hmm. is so flipped. Like that worldly mentality is like, I don't have, so I need to take. But now in Christ, it's I've received anything. I've received everything in Christ. Yeah. And now I'm going to submit my whole being and worship to God and find ways that are righteous and honorable and holy to earn a living. And not just so that I can earn and take, 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 but that I can give, mm-hmm. that I can have stuff yeah. to offer to my brothers and sisters. So God just really had me on this really deep like conviction to get a job and 
I got a job doing window shades. It's in the construction field, but like installing like window shades um, on windows and like hospitals and stuff. And uh, very simple, very humble. And like another scripture that God had on my heart was like Isaiah 53, one and two. And it just talks about when the Messiah came, there would be nothing like physical to draw you to him, nothing attractive about his appearance. And so I just really felt God like wanted me to step into like a, a, like a kind of a humility of like just being a normal person and um, so I guess everything I've taken from LCU and everything that I've learned and experienced, um, I'm walking out in, in Omaha. And what I was saying about us discipling one another, I know like my sister, she's not saved. She believes in God, but when you talk about it, she gets kind of scared. Um, but I know that I'm just speaking life to her. And like when she comes to Christ, and I believe she is going to, there's going to be things that I've told her that she's not in like a she has like, she'll have a little bit of understanding, you know, and be like, wow, you've told me these things. Like, and finally one day they clicked, you know, Good seeds blind. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. really to disciple someone is, is, is to teach them how to submit to God. And so maybe there's areas where, I mean, people, Jesus came to die for us while we were still in sin, you know, yeah. while we were still sinners. So but he's making disciples out of us. You know, it's, it's interesting. He doesn't start with, okay, be holy. And then I can walk with you. It's like, Hey, like your heart turned towards God and to sincerity to want to be right with God. Like the, here's how you like commit yourself to him and here's how you follow God. And here's what, so with that, where, where's the line? Because I know for me, mm -hmm. there've been times in my life, especially I grew up Christian, you know, and I, I've heard similar things. Mm -hmm. Um, but I find the most difficulty is trying to figure out where's the balance between having an actual understanding of righteousness by faith, mm -hmm. but then, also working for God without making your works for God your identity. Yeah. Uh, because mm -hmm. I can get so caught up in that where like you start to do something for God and mm -hmm. then the more you see God move in your life or the more you see things happening, that starts to become yeah. your righteousness. You start mm -hmm. to yeah. see yourself differently. You start to think, okay, I'm actually out here doing these things mm -hmm. or I'm actually seeing fruit. Look at me go. Right. Um, but then it can get twisted. So how do, you, how do you keep that humble heart? What is it for somebody who's even struggling with this idea of man, I don't even know how to be right with God or man, what is it? What do I just have to change things? Right. Because you're saying Jesus isn't saying here, you need to be holy before you come to me. Mm -hmm. Like what is the foundation of righteousness by faith? Mm -hmm. I think really, um, Jesus says, blessed, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Um, and like, you know, the Bible talks about the kindness of God leads us to repentance. And <clears throat> there's the parables of like the, uh, um, the the person who was forgiven like 450 versus the person that was forgiven like 50 or whatever there's he he was forgiven lo much loved much mm -hmm. who is for, he who is forgiven much uh is loved much or whatever it is or mm -hmm. whatever that scripture is but it's like when you're walking and you're just doing your thing and you don't really realize your need for a savior or like i could talk to you all day about jesus who shed his blood for you like when you're not seeing the worth of that and that it's personal and that it's like for you um like you're there's not going to be a quick like repentant heart always yeah. and right. so i think the foundation of like someone coming to recognize righteousness is saying like hey like god loves you so much because you're you're cut off from him as it is right now mm -hmm. like he's the door is open though he's welcoming everyone into the wedding he's gone out to the streets to invite all the strangers in mm -hmm. right. the people that were invited didn't show up so now everyone else can come in and so for those that are recognizing like oh my gosh like look at how this man loves us look at how like 
I'm, I'm, I'm condemned. I'm, I'm full of shame. I'm full of just sin. And, but this man says I can be whole. This man says I can be right. This man says I can hear the voice of God and that I can walk with him as a friend, holding his hand, loving him, being loved by him, mm-hmm. abiding in him and never changing from that ever again. Mm-hmm. From that place, it's driven by love. The things to do, like maybe to do A, B, maybe there's things that God begins to put on your heart. Like, Hey, I will, you should do this or like give this person like a gift or, you know what I mean? Just right. simple things. The, the kind of the works or the like lay your hands on this person and right. pray for them. Those things will come from a place of like, God, you love me so much. And honestly, Whoa. honestly, that, that <laughs> kindness that leads to repentance, um, it like draws you into living by faith right. and not living by like, oh my gosh, I'm, it's like, cause Jesus being crucified and that gospel being preached to you is saying, Hey, there's a different way to live yeah. and there's a different truth that's active right now. And so we're either living by what we see. And that's how we get to feeling condemned and right. broken and hurt and being cut off from Christ. But that kindness piercing your heart, leading you to be like, oh my gosh, I want you, God. Right. I, I need you and I'm recognizing your worth. And I think that's where it kind of changed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the difference between doing something that I know is right or doing something that the Bible says in order to please God, in order to earn some kind of affection or attention yeah. from him and actually realizing that Jesus pleased God for me. Jesus earned every bit of attention that I could ever need. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm doing things, it's not uh, trying to get something from God or earn something from the Lord, mm-hmm. but it's actually just realizing I'm doing these because I actually love him. Yeah. It's obedience because I love him, yep. because of yeah. who he is, and not because of anything that I feel like I need to earn. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of, for me, where the difference. Mm-hmm. It, seem, it can seem like a subtle difference. No, and sometimes your heart position can be sort of off sometimes like even when I'm doing stuff sometimes it feels like I'm just kind of doing it because I know he he said to but I, I'm not actually in that place of really desiring to yeah. to love people well yeah and that's really like we're we're totally in agreement because it it gets it just gets to that place where you see like okay I'm being I know that God wants me to do this in this moment see there's a specific scenario where you know God's like would want you to act a certain way right like and say there's a different route you could choose. Like, let's just say you're at a fork in the road and you can do the right thing or the wrong thing. Right. And like, you can know that even before going into that, like who you become is righteous, who you become is holy, who you become is pure before you even step into that. Right. And so to go, do a good work, I guess you could say, um, it's not going to come from a place of, I have to do this because like, if I don't, then like, well, like I'm not even like saved. Right. But it's actually going into it, recognizing like my identity doesn't exist outside of the goodness of God and the nature of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And so in this moment, I'm having the tug to be patient with this person right now that's annoying me. Or right now I have the tug to give this homeless man some food and tell him about the love of God. Like whatever that is, when that challenge comes in where you're kind of maybe battling with like, man, I, I really don't feel this right now. But like, it's just like honestly being yielded and submitted and saying, Father, I just, I believe that I'm. I'm created to be like you mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm walking in faith, believing that this, what I'm about to step into and doing this good thing or doing what I'm supposed to do, I guess, quote unquote, it's actually who I am. Right. It's actually because Jesus became sin. He took our sin from us and he handed us his righteousness. I was reading this uh, narrative by Gene Edwards called the day I was crucified. It's just like a story kind of telling, but it's, it's uh, the day of the crucifixion written from Jesus's perspective 
and I just flipped through the middle of it. Gene Edwards, by the way, is like one of my favorite authors. But um, I just flipped into the he middle. He did the Tale of Three Kings and uh, the, Prisoner and Cell Three. Three. Yeah, yeah, and are, yeah, my favorite one of my favorite ones by him is The Divine Romance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about. That. I only read like one chapter of that book, that and book I made was me cry. captivated. <laughs> she was, you were crying. I was you're crying. crying yeah, it was book. like one chapter, and then you're like, you have to give it back. But I, was like, <laughs> but I, but I was like, I, I was like, man, I really gotta get that I, book. You know? I, I gave that book away to like multiple people. Like, Dang. I literally bought that book and given it to other people. It's but, so good. Like, yeah. we need to get it. Yeah. Maybe so it's on Hoopla. that day I was crucified, book. There's a scene where Jesus is on the cross, and he's like speaking to the unseen. He's speaking. To to principalities and powers and all those things yeah. and he's saying worldliness come into me and be one with me sin come into me be one with me like hatred evil envy all that come into me and be one with me and then he goes now death be my servant and kill all these things and death because the death's trying to kill the son of God you know what I mean but in Jesus willfully submitting himself to God to the point of death unto a cross all those things were put to death he had you know and those Sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. But if you think about it, like what you just said hit me of like, he had to submit himself. Like, Mm -hmm. you know how like you and I, like if we're bleeding to death or like we're being suffocated, we will eventually die no matter what. We Mm -hmm. don't have really an option. Mm -hmm. We can pray to the Lord, but it's still kind of up to the Lord. Yeah. But like Jesus, maybe. He knew it was coming. He like, but you think about it. He, did he have to submit himself Mm -hmm. or was he, did he have to say okay, I'm going to die now or like mm-hmm. take my life or was he going to die just like you and I would? Right. No, yeah, it's like Jesus knew that in order to restore humanity, he had to die. There needed to be an atonement and there needed to be a crucifixion to take place. Of but all do you know times. what I mean? Like yeah. When I'm talking about, yeah. he had to submit his life. Yeah, like, he had to. He, yes, they killed him and they crucified him and that he they were suffocating him, but he bled, but like he had to be like, okay, now, okay, take my life. And he had to submit himself. To Jesus that. even said, no Is one right? takes my oh, life, but I freely lay it yeah, down. So he you had know what's so like, interesting okay, about I'm that? We, we've talked about this before. Weird. Me and Cam have talked about this before. We've actually had a really That's good conversation so along the lines of Jesus dying. Because we've asked the question, like, why is it that Jesus had to die? Like, for there to be any kind of restoration, why was it he had to die? And I know we talked about, like, the old covenant and the law needing to be fulfilled and, and things, you know, that mm. pr- prophetically that needed to happen. but To fulfill all righteousness. Th- do you remember when we had that conversation and we were talking about this and, and we kind of came to this conclusion where we were, we were discussing it and we were talking about um, the way the Jews would see humanity, mm-hmm. that they're like, you know, life was in the blood, mm-hmm. the life force was in, in the blood. And when you were born into Adam, you're born into that bloodline. Mm-hmm. And so what was fascinating for us is, okay, when Jesus died, it was as if, you know, all his blood was spilled. It was like him severing that bloodline. Mm-hmm. And then he wow. gets born again into a brand new bloodline, completely yep. free from the curse of sin as, as the wild. last Adam. Yep. And then we getting born again, we're actually then, through the Spirit, transferred into that new bloodline. Yep. Completely free. The righteousness that he fulfilled, he invites us to come and partake in that. And right. To be one with him, just as all those sinful things and evil things he took off of us and became one with and put them to death. Now he invites us to be one with him, to right. repent from those things that have already been passed away and put to death and won victory over Jesus is Lord seated at the right hand of God above those things. Those things didn't even defeat him because he's God. Now he says like repent, meaning like turn to me, turn to the one that has already dealt with it and already finished it. 
the one that was crucified because of those things and so that all things would be reconciled under Jesus, the name above every name, that at, at his name every knee should bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. And now that righteousness, we can sit, he's inviting us to, to, say, to claim it as our own. Not, like, not as our own, like we did it, but as saying he did it mm-hmm. for us and we're one with him. We're not mm-hmm. apart from him. It's not Jeffrey plus Jesus. It's like intertwined, like right. two plus two equals one. Well, and it's simple. Or one plus one equals one. It's simple in the <laughs> sense of like just, one one. just by, you know, I, Paul, Paul in scripture will often refer to it as like a cloak of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And the simplicity about it is simply this. You just wear it. You wear it. You don't have so to. You, yeah. you didn't make it. You didn't create it. So you, you are. All you did was just put it on. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and he says, put off the old garment of flesh, which means, you know, we all know what that's like. We all came into the sin. We all right. came into the world. You know, we just were born in it. Yeah. Um, and so the simplicity of, okay, I'm putting off who I think I used to be. Yeah. And I'm putting on who Jesus says I am now. I love what Todd White says. Like, if you, if you didn't learn it from the Father, like, where in the world did you learn it? Right. Because there's a Father of truth and life, and then there's a Father of lies. And the Father of lies raises us to be conformed to the image of the first Adam, the right. one that fell. And that's the thing is we're all being conformed to an image. We're either being conformed to the image of Adam, the first Adam, sinful, Lucifer, fallen man, or we can be conformed to the image of Christ who we were already predestined to be conformed into. Right. And so um, like what you were saying, like putting off those old mentalities of like everything I've ever known, everything I was ever taught, everything the father of lies was like bringing me into like it's an orphanage with no fathers, with no brothers, with no yeah. love. And now I'm believing that there's a different way. There's a different truth. There's a different life. And his name is Jesus. That's so good, man. And, um, but I wanted to also just give a quick testimony, too, of what the, that life looks like played yeah. out. Not just... I, I, I'll let you share that in a second. I do want to jump real quick. There was a scripture. It's so funny that you're saying that because there was a scripture I was reading the other day. And this reminded me of that. Um, it was in Colossians. Um, and... Let me see real quick where it was. The book of Colossians, chapter 2. <laughs> what is it, did you? It might have been chapter 2. Um, Alive in Christ. But it was so, it was so fascinating a... to me. <laughs> I want to be a voice person. I feel like I could. You should. Like no, seriously, you, you need to like look into it. Like how many voices you can do. Like Yeah, I know. I won, just so everyone knows on this podcast, I in high school, I won most likely to be on SNL. Really? Yeah, so... But I don't want to boast. I just felt I better about getting that than getting class clown. Because <laughs> class clown, you just got to do stupid stuff all day. But anyways, what scripture? So it's actually... <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, in Colossians 1, it's uh, verse uh, 27 through 29, I think. Um, it says, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, mm-hmm. which is Christ, in you, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. In him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if it's later on. Oh, right here. Yeah, actually, it's later on that I wanted to hit. It says in chapter 2, verse 2, uh, Their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures mm-hmm. of wisdom and knowledge. And that's the part that hit me was when it said, in whom, in whom are hidden all the treasures mm-hmm. of wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And kind of like along with what you're saying, if you're looking for any form of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, how, what is my life meant to look like? Mm-hmm. It says it right here. You look at Christ. You look at Christ. If, it, if you didn't see it in him, if you didn't see it in his life, yeah. then it was a wisdom from the world. Yeah. yeah. And that's the simplicity. And the wisdom of the world looks very normal. 
and it seems right. And it's all we've ever known apart from Christ. And so that's the thing of living by faith, being able to say there is a different way because Jesus showed me that. And he says that's who I am. And that's the thing. Walking in righteousness, walking in purity, walking in freedom is not something that God's just commanding us or asking us to do. But it's mm-hmm. something that he's saying you can do. Yeah. You know, it's something that you're created to do. Why would I ask you to do something that you are not created to do? Because we're not like birds of the air and the beasts of the field. We are able to, we have free will and we can either love or hate, but that's the thing is we can submit ourselves to God and we can turn to God. And that's the thing is like anyone hearing this, like you can turn to God. And that's the thing that I realized, like I realized I can turn to God right now where I'm at. Circumstances might look different in everyone's life, but repentance is a gift from God and the door is shutting. That door is not going to be open forever. You know what I mean? And, um, and not just like in the day of the Lord coming, but like, you never know when your life's going to end. Like you, you could listen to this podcast and like die right after you listen to it. You know what I mean? So we could, I mean, I don't believe that death is our portion, but, um, yeah, like we never know, you know? So, um, but yeah, I just, I, I'm really grateful that we've all come to that place and repentance is just saying like, you know, I'm walking in darkness, I'm walking in bondage and I see that Jesus is walking a different way, but he's inviting me to come that way right. yeah. and he's telling me to turn to him. That right there, when you turn to him is repentance mm-hmm. and just being able to say, hey, all right, Jesus, I've learned so many different things from this world. I've learned to, to hate others. I've learned to protect myself. I've learned to get back at others. I've learned to steal. I've learned to, to lust after people or, or to covet people's things, but you show me a whole different way. You show me that you're not just bread that satisfies the, the physical stomach, but you're bread that satisfies my spirit, my soul, yeah. you know, my very being, everything I am, everything. So, um, so yeah, but I wanted to give a testimony of like that life lived out in, um, Nebraska. So the job that I got construction window shades, pretty simple, pretty, um, pretty humble, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Pretty regular job. Yeah. Um, I was kind of being challenged because my coworkers are just very, you know, they're, they're bound. They're bound in the things of this world. They're not free. They don't know Jesus. And I'm not going to expect them to bear the fruit of Christ when they don't know him. So I don't judge them. I'm not mad at them, but I'm just evaluating like you're not free, but I am an ambassador of Christ. I'm a Royal priest in the kingdom of God. I'm a living epistle and I'm going to share truth with you. And, um, I have Kyle that works there and I have Bryant that works there that I work with. And Kyle, he, uh, um, he's kind of had experiences like growing up with his mom being kind of religious and stuff. So he didn't really want to hear much from me, but Bryant, he's still like obviously in the things of this world. But I was like, Hey man, has ever, I was like, I told him, I was like, has anyone ever told you like the pure, simple gospel? Like, and he's like, no. And I was like, would you mind if I took like two minutes and just shared with you? He's like, yeah, dude. And Dude, he's like on his phone all the time. But when I told him like this, he put his phone down, he crossed his legs and like was listening to me. And I'm like, praise God. And so I'm like, I'm just sharing the fact that he can be reconciled back to God, completely right in the eyes of God, living as a son, hearing his voice. Did he have any understanding of God or Mm -mm. any kind of background with that? No, 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 not at all. So it was just really cool to be able to share that with him. Um, But I shared that and it's super like, I know that this message we carry is not a message of this world. It's the power of God. Right. Um, and so I was being challenged in that, God, I know that this message is not just like a simple thing, you know, like I know that this is like, this is like earth shaking. This is temple breaking. This is veil tearing. This is amazing. And, um, 
but so I'm not seeing the repentant heart yet. You know, I'm not seeing like the response of like, yes, Jesus is the way. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Single tear runs down the eye. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. so, but I'm walking in faith, <laughs> believing that the words we speak are spirit and life, that we're not just saying things that are going into their brain and that are just being chemically processed. I'm believing that these are going into the core of the depths of when God is holding them in their mother's womb, like that part of them, you know? And so Bryant, but God was putting on my heart and this is that faith walk. This is that just knowing who you are in Christ and growing in that. It was like, God was just put on my heart. Like you need to walk it out like more intently in front of him, laying hands on people that are maybe sick, maybe, maybe limping and praying for him, praying for anyone, you know, just speaking life and stuff. And I'm like, all right, God, I'm going to do that. Like, just help me do that. Next day, pull up to the gas station. <laughs> As it goes. Yeah. Pull up to That's the gas station. Right. There's a guy in front of us wearing a boot. And I just get out and Brian's in the passenger seat. I'm filling up gas. And I look over and I'm like, hey, man, what happened to your leg? He's like, oh, man. He's like, I, I rolled it on a curb and broke my ankle. And I'm like, dang. And I was like, can I? I was like, this might kind of sound different. But I believe in Jesus. And I believe that God's will is for you to be healed, that he loves you. And I was just wondering if I can... Uh, pray for your foot. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, for sure. And so I just went up, put my pointer finger on his foot. No, you didn't. You did a full like <laughs> You did the point. No. no I, said, I said, pain, get out right now. <laughs> and I, I just looked at that. <laughs> and he goes, thank you, man. I'm a believer. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, praise God. And yeah. like, I'm like, how does it feel? And like, he didn't really feel a difference, but um Anyways, Bryant saw that happen. The next day at work, we're like loading this really heavy metal stuff. And Bryant goes, he's like, shoot, man. Like, dang, my back is killing me, man. Like, oh my gosh. He's like saying it over and over. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, God, I'm not going to try and, I'm not going to try and pray for him. I'm not going to try and, I'm not going to try and do the good works. Like, you know what I mean? Like. He literally, Brian goes, hey, man, right now would be a good time for you to pray for me. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like, praise we'll God. So, <laughs> so I just go up to him and I had prayed for Brian once before. And it was like a little more like, you know, you're praying truth over him. You're praying the love of God over him. Right. So I just go up to his back and I put my pointer finger on his back. You are like, what a, is this? Are you just, what are you doing with your finger in the like Lord, man? like an guideline not yeah. to do something yeah. like... finger. Like... <laughs> yeah. Don't point at people. Maybe you need like three fingers next time. I don't or know. Like, Anyways, just like, go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the different, the different hand do, positions. Yeah, the ring um, finger and the pinky. It's like a, like a Star Wars like force finger. Like, the Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, that reminds me of... of of game, but we'll talk. But yeah, anyways, go ahead. Go I ahead. go and I point on his back. He's sitting down on the cart, and I go, back pain, leave. And I just like stop. And he was like, and I said, amen. He's like, amen. And he was like laughing because he was like, why was that so short? You know? Right. He's expecting. <laughs> and I was to be like, a big, I'm like, long prayer. I'm like, I, I just believe in faith that Jesus like gives us the authority over that. You know? Yeah. And that He's told us to go and make disciples and to like lay hands on the sick and heal them and to cleanse lepers and raise the dead. And I'm like, I want to learn how to do that because I believe it's real and we're <laughs> disciples. So we go up, we go up one floor on the elevator because we're in a giant building working. And I was like, all right, man, I'll pray for you like a little longer. Like, come up over here. <laughs> So I lay my hand on his back and I just, I'm like, I'm like, father, I thank you so much for Brian, that you love him, that you shed your blood for him, that you made him completely whole on the cross and, um, that you're desiring him to be completely whole, you know, and just 
thanking him that that back pain will leave. Dude, an hour later, he's like, bro, I kid you not, my back ain't hurting no more. And I'm like, oh. I'm like dang, really, bro? And he was like, dude, yes. I, he's like, I'm telling you, I could not lift this like this. And I'm like, praise God, man. And so, and that's just opening the door into his heart. That's seeds being mm-hmm. sown and seeds yeah. being watered. Yeah. So Amen. now we're on lunch breaks and I'm like, I'm reading the book of Acts chapter three to him. Cause like I'm reading John six to him. I'm just sharing it. But on, I'm still man. walking in faith Amen. because it's like the devil is the God of this world who blinds the minds of those who don't believe. So it'll be all hype one moment and the next it's like sensuality, things of this world. Yeah. And I'm just working with him like, man, dude, like freedom is right at the door, but I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a brother. Mm-hmm. And like you already, I believe that he's already being discipled. Yeah. And that's what I was saying about yeah. discipling just others. Being together. Yeah. Like being around Bryant, like yeah. he already is being discipled, even though mm-hmm. he may not be like committed to Jesus, but like, look at, look at Peter, like dude wants to kill people and like cast the, the sons of thunder or whoever it was that was like, let's rain down. Yeah. Uh, but, well, and that's the thing I think is the difference maybe between you mm-hmm. and I mean I, I don't know to be specifically, but but maybe what people have experienced before, where I mean you don't just have the right words, mm-hmm. but you've actually had an experience with the Lord which has transformed your life mm-hmm. yeah. to where you're not just like quoting something, but you're, right. But you're saying things, and then actually your life reflects it. I mean, because I'm in, I'm in, I'm embodying a message. I'm becoming the word that I've believed, right. as we all are, and yeah, I, I like that's the thing I've shared with Bryant. I was like, man, like Jesus has changed my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, right. and that's the power of a testimony. I've just really learned like, if you don't know what to sh- to say to someone when you're sharing the love of God with them. Like, just share with them how Jesus is changing your life and how he has changed your life, you know, and how, like, you have been completely, you know, transformed and just mm-hmm. share your story with them. And right. that really opens the door, so. Yeah, that's true. You can't, I mean, there was a, I don't remember who it was that said this. Uh, it might have been Daniel Kalenda or something like that. But they talked about a man with a experience, a man with a theory is that the mercy of a man is an experience. Yeah. So, I mean, you can have wow, yeah. all the ideas in the world of what's right and what's wrong, but the person who comes in and says, this is what I experienced in my life, you mm-hmm. can't argue with it. Yeah. It's just, it's the truth. It's know? fruit. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Bearing fruit. That's good, man. Yep. So, you know, being with him and mm-hmm. kind of walking in discipleship uh, on the day-to-day, uh, has, have you seen, like, a lot of people being able to talk to? Is it, or, do you find it easier? Let me ask this. Do you yeah. find it easier to witness in your hometown or is it do you feel like it's it's harder because me personally like being in texas i've had i sometimes have difficulty trying to talk to people you know that everyone's kind of has some kind of history with god or experience or they already or they already know god they know they've been to their prayer meeting this morning they know what they're doing oh i received the holy spirit they They have the language yeah so you're trying to talk to people who are in church they either already there or they've been church they know what they're doing and Man, I tell you, when I went to San Diego, it was like, you know, last Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was crazy how naturally things flowed. I mean, I'm, I'm not normally... And that's normally, where you're originally from. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was originally from Southern California. Not necessarily San Diego, but my grandparents lived there. And for me, like, I'm not normally the person who's super evangelistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that... I think everyone should be, you know, I, I'm not saying that you, you can't. But I, I'm not the one who's like the first person to go out there and go talk to every yeah. single person in front of me. You know what I mean? And when I'm out... In Texas, I'm not like, like I'm attentive to the Lord, but I'm not sitting there getting words of knowledge or things like that. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and I don't actually have an explanation for it, but I get to San Diego 
and everywhere I went, it was like the Lord was speaking to me as clear as I've ever heard him. I was getting words of knowledge like crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very specific things the Lord was speaking to me about. I just felt like an authority almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like In your everywhere I went, the Lord was moving. And mm-hmm. I was seeing, you know, I was with my grandma and stuff. We were seeing so many people just get touched by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I never actually saw somebody give their life to the Lord. I did share the gospel with a few people, mm-hmm. but there was definite fruit where people were getting touched, healed. They were seeing that God was speaking to them through something. It was actually a pretty incredible time. Mm-hmm. But then as I come back to Texas, I it almost feels like, not a veil, but I don't know how else to put it, but it just seems like there's a little bit of a wall. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced something similar with Omaha, or is it the other way around, or is it, it doesn't matter either way? Honestly, like for me, I feel like it was harder when I was in Omaha, too. And when I came here to Texas, it was... I feel like I was it was a little easier too because honestly people down in Texas are a little I feel like they're genuine generally a little more nicer. Sure. But like now that I've gone back into Omaha, I feel like there's I'm like recognizing that like like who I am as a son of God, knowing that like I was born in Omaha, I was say I I was brought out of darkness while I was in Omaha, and I've just come to this place of like if it's not me in Omaha, like who else is right. who else is yeah. bearing this uh this message? Who else is doing this? And so, like, I believe that just, like, the zeal, though, and the the fervency to share and to, like, to, like, lay your hands on the sick, like, those things, they, those, like, grow in you also as you just have a yielded heart towards God. As you just go for it. Yeah, and I feel like as I've been in Omaha, and just as I've been following following Jesus for like the past three, three and a half years or so, like it, it's gone up like the, the level of like, just kind of boldness. And really it comes from just knowing who God is, you right. know? And so I feel like trusting Omaha, he has your back when you yeah. take a risk. Yeah. And like yeah. also being able to be around other believers that are in, in the same page as you that are like stirring you up and you guys are all like having unity in the spirit, unity in one heart and one mind to where like, like you, you see someone limping or someone wearing a boot or someone like, you know, doing anything they don't have to necessarily be hurt or sick but like god will just put them on your heart like hey like go and like manifest the kingdom of god as a son of god and um and yeah just those opportunities like presenting themselves and i'm just knowing like i'm in a place of like god i don't have to make anything happen i don't have to do anything and i believe that like i'm going to be obedient to your voice as those opportunities present themselves i'm going to be obedient i'm going to follow that because that's my desire is to be conformed to your image and to be like you on earth because that is who I am. I am right. like you on earth. I have become who you are, your very nature imparted into me. And I just want to live a life worthy and according to that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I guess like it's been pretty similar in both places. I was walk. we were, I was walking around the mall today. Um, and, uh, or no downtown shopping mall. Um, but there was like a, a Lutheran lady from like Germany and we're talking to her about the love of God and stuff. And she was like, oh, do you study theology? And uh, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm from Eastern Germany where Martin Luther was from. And so it's a big deal. And we're like, so that was an example of someone that like knows it. I'm like, right. I'm like, did you receive the, I'm just talking to her about the truth of the gospel, you know? I'm like, mm-hmm. did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And this was something I'm, I want to grow what in. She goes, she's like, oh, yes. And she, <laughs> she was like. She's like, in, in school, we were painting our feet and, and dancing and laughing. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that that is... You just the with all I don't think that. But uh, she was kind of in a place of, like, not refusing us. But, like, right. that in a place painting of, like, like <laughs> I already have what you're telling me. Right. Well, she was just, like, saying There's nothing religious you have to life. give me. Right. Like, yeah. she couldn't learn anything. Like, we can always right. learn right. from other people, and no matter who they are. Bill Johnson that said... 
if you're not humble enough to receive from a child, yeah, there's something the Lord needs to do in your heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something like that. Like yeah. you know, it's you can you should be able to receive from anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but that was an experience today. But like, that's the cool thing about like Omaha. Like Omaha is like pretty off the grid. Like there's a lot of people moving down here in Texas that. When I was here, living here, people didn't know where Omaha was. Yeah. Some people didn't know where Nebraska was. Right. And uh, so I going, don't know where Nebraska well, is. Well, also, yeah. when you go out of... <laughs> if you just want to find Nebraska, you just think like... If you threw a dart right in the very center of the United States, really you hit Omaha. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like dead center. Right um, north. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's north of Oklahoma, south oh. of South Dakota, yeah. west of uh, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> West of the just Mississippi, and it's east stay of the Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Eat just east of the Rockies. Bummer, <laughs> <You'll laughs> winter's coming. <laughs> but yeah, That's so funny. it's been cool though. Um, and the only other thing I just Bundle just being in Omaha, we've just been. I have just some awesome like brothers and sisters in Christ that I'm fellowshipping with, and yeah. being able to consistently like submit myself to them as a brother and just meet in their house or invite them over like the right. other days i'm like fixing my brakes because i drove down here to texas 10 hour drive I, I i'm asking zach like hey man you want to come over and i can teach you how to change brakes and he was like oh i was gonna ask you if i could come over and uh wash your shoes because he was i told him i had like some scuffed white shoes and he was telling me how he had this like shoe conditioner and he's like wanting to lay himself down for me like lay down his whole life to wash my shoes oh. zach zach kent the one we lived okay yeah. yeah 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 so he's over i'm changing the brakes he's washing my shoes and then another brother in Christ, Devin, has an amazing testimony, and I actually would like to share it. But we're just fellowshipping, you know what I mean? Like, hanging out. And, like, that consistently throughout the week, like, those yeah. turn into your brothers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But Devin, his story is crazy. So I was in Texas for LCU this past year, and while I was here, Zach baptized this guy named Devin. And um, Devin, like, he just was in a place of, like, wanting to follow Jesus, but also wanting to do his own thing. You know, halfway in, halfway out. Right. And... He, like, kind of settled it in himself. Like, kind of had an inner vow saying, like, I'm going to make myself right. I'm going to fix myself. I'm going to, like, change everything I need to change to be the right person, you know. And where that got him was, like, a month ago, he was handcuffed to a hospital bed with his teeth kicked out. And he just came to himself and was crying and weeping and, like, on that hospital bed. And really, like, had a place where he knew that, like, everything that he was doing apart from God was just so unfruitful, you know. Mm -hmm. And so Zach calls me one day. He's like, hey, man, like we uh, I'm fellowshipping with, with Devin tonight. I really want you to come. And I was like, OK, man, like who's Devin? You know, and he was like, oh, I baptized him and stuff. But like he's just really in a repentant place right now. And like I'd really love for you to come and we can pour into him. So I go up to Zach's house and Zach's got his whole house clean. He's got the candles lit. He's ready to like lay his life down for Devin. You know what I mean? Wow. He's set the mood. He's yeah. set the mood. It's <laughs> about to be something happening He's set the mood. But got candles lit. Yeah, but we're Shoot. hanging out. It's, and going, it's going Babylon. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we're hanging out and Devin's there. He shows up and I just like got to hear from him. And he's just, he was in such a place of repentance and just recognizing like, he was talking to me about Dan Moeller and just talking to me about the love of God and righteousness. Like I'm learning from like I'm being reminded of the truth of who Jesus is because of Devin, and he's yeah. in such a state of like purity. infancy, oh, purity, yeah. like oh, recognizing hasn't been saturated by anything else. You know what it is? It's it's worldly sorrow versus godly sorrow. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't have worldly sorrow; he has godly sorrow. Where he's like sorry mm -hmm. for the things he was doing just a week ago. You know, he was sorry for those things, but he's also faced with the truth that while he was in those, God loved him the whole time, right. and the love of God was speaking the truth of who he is in Christ because of what Jesus has done. And so Devin's in a place of recognizing, man, those things were wrong, but like, I know I'm right with God. Yeah. And he's been in this in between, like, oh man, I want to make things right. But like, I know they're right because of the righteousness of Christ and like, because of 
who I am now in him and who I'm yielding to Christ mm. in. Like he's not worried about those things that he was doing just like a month ago. Um, but just cultivating that brotherly affection with one another so that when we're out and about sharing or just doing our thing, that boldness and that zeal and that drive is flowing from a place of like, dude, we're in this together. Like yeah. we're coming like as a team, you know? Right. So, and people that we know, we know each other. We have dinner with each other. We, you know, my sister, you know, my mom, I know your mom, you know, like your dad's funny, you know, like stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and we're all discipling each other's families without them knowing, you know? And right. so, but we just shine, you know, that's who we are. You can't, if you put a, you know, the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex is like 10 million people. You can't put a blanket on that city. You can't cover it up. And that's who we are in Christ as a city on a hill. You cannot put a blanket over it. That's just who we are. When your heart is sincere towards God, you just shine, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's the amazing thing. It's, it's just the simplicity of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because, you know, we often, I mean, how many churches do we have that are just built on the fact that they have the newest, latest revelation and, mm. oh my gosh, this is the newest teaching, which digs so deep and nobody's ever even seen it this way before, but look at the way we taught it. You actually look into the Hebrew. Yeah. I will say some of those things the, are pretty cool, but yeah. They I, are. I, they're, I totally know what you mean. They're good. They're like effective. They, the, they help build you up. But like just the simplicity of Christ and how that's just where you start with anybody. Yep. If you just start there and you get them solid there, then everything else can benefit them or not. But right. it's just, as long as they have the solid foundation there, mm-hmm. um, they're only going to be- grow. They're and only going to go up. I was reminding Devin even in that in that starting place of Christ, the finish point is Christ. You right. know, it's like there's nothing that Jesus like hasn't already given us through his death, burial, and resurrection, right. ascension, and being crowned the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, you know. We've already received everything in him because like what we were talking about earlier, being cut off from Adam's bloodline into being uh, joined into the bloodline of Christ, holy, righteous, blameless children of God. In um, 1 John 1, it talks about we've been born of his seed, a seed incorruptible. Mm-hmm. And like if you plant a seed into the ground, it's going to bear what it's supposed to bear. If you plant an apple seed, it's not going to, it can't bear bananas. It can't. Right. And so being... And that goes back to like, just like, you know, walking in righteousness, walking and following the leading of God and just like doing good things, not from a place of having to earn righteousness, but just saying, God, I want to live according to who I've become. And I want to like live, I want you to live through me in this moment. Just knowing that that seed, we've been born of that seed and that seed is taking root in us. And as we submit and yield to Christ, it's, it's being rooted deeper and deeper in us. And the fruit is going to, it's going to bear, you know? Right. He's going to produce it in us. And all he asks is that we abide in the love of God, that we abide and we stay in the place of knowing who we are and who we're to become, become, which is Christ, which is like Mm -hmm. Christ. So we're predestined to be conformed to his image. Right. So, but yeah, foundation is Christ, chief cornerstone, but the pinnacle is Christ. You never leave there. Yeah. You're always, you're always in that same So if anything, you're just learning more about who he is. That, um, that scripture you're talking about in Colossians 2 it actually ties with uh, Ephesians 3, I think. And it was just talking about, um, he talks about the mystery, you know. And he just talks about right here, Ephesians 3, um, starting at 2. Uh, Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. 
and uh, coming down a little bit, it just goes down to talk about um, the unsearchable riches of Christ to bring to light everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God um, so that the church, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be now made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Um, and it says, this is according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. And um, I was just listening to a message on the way, driving down here to Texas, talking about a man-centered gospel versus a Christ-centered gospel. And a man-centered is like, you're a sinner and like, you're going to die without Jesus and you need to like repent and be right. Yeah, if you want to go to heaven, do but, this because it's really all about whether yeah. you're going to suffer or whether you're not going to suffer. Right. It's not really about anything he did. Right. If anything, the only thing he did was just so that now, oh, at least I don't have to suffer anymore. Right. And this... Uh, the speaker was talking about like what is our starting point for the gospel is it romans is it you're a sinner and these people will not inherit the kingdom of god da, da, da. or is it the beginning of ephesians and colossians because in ephesians 1 and colossians 1 it talks about the plan of christ before there was a fall before there was anything wrong just the simple thought and will and heart and purpose of god before anything that ever happened happened and it was that we would be that we were predestined and chosen as sons of god to be conformed to his image regardless of if there was going to be a fall or if there wasn't and um, so it's just really That's cool to, to know that like all things are being reconciled and brought together under Christ. And I think that talks about that in mm -hmm. Colossians uh, 2, the, the, maybe Colossians 1, but the preeminent supremacy of Christ. Right. And, and um, it's just interesting to study like the fall and redemption because well, – That's so good because – it really just declares my purpose in life is not just to say this prayer so that then someday I'll go to heaven and right. in the meantime I'll just keep going to church. My purpose in life is to be conformed to the image of God. Yeah. So the the only way to really track your progress towards your purpose is to mm -hmm. look at yourself in comparison to Christ. Yep. Am I walking in the light as he's in the light? Yeah. It's not about like I did the right things today or man I went to church or you know I did my daily devotionals. It's Am I actually walking in my heart? Mm -hmm. Am I being transformed into the image of Christ? Because yep. that was the purpose, mm -hmm. like you said, from the foundation of the world. That was yeah. what he wanted. Not starting at Romans, not starting at a different starting place, but starting at the time before time and the mind of God. Right. What his will is. You know what I mean? That's it's so good, amazing. Man. I love that. Start there. And then we see that's the backdrop for the gospels of Jesus' life lived out and re reconciling man back to God. Mm -hmm. Showing what it is, the comparison between Pharisees and sinners and, you know, the parables. It's all painting this picture to reconcile, just like that said in Ephesians, not just the Jews, but the Gentiles, that all things would be put under subjection to Christ. You know, right. all things would come together in him. So, um, man, I'm glad I have some. I had some stuff to bring to talk about. Been, no, this uh, has been good. I, we actually... Probably gonna wrap up pretty soon. You yeah. want to kind of keep it around an hour. Mm -hmm. I know Cam, Cam didn't really get a chance to say much, <laughs> but we, we'll, we're gonna have Cam on some more. Um, we'll Cam talk about some more stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I'm glad you you were able to come and talk about this. I mean, I feel yeah. encouraged. Um, I hope you know. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, and your apartment's all clean because last time I was here it was just full of boxes because you oh, guys just got you married. Had, oh, you, you did come in? by. I yeah. forgot you swung by. I've been here. But. So, but I've just seen it now. I'm like, wow. Now it is really clean. Yeah, I know. It's, it, well, we didn't just organized. clean it because you're here. It's been like this. No, she, nice. she keeps up on it. I, it's nice. I, I don't keep up with a lot, but I wow. should. Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah, she's pretty incredible. I like her. <laughs> um, but, dude, that, thank you for sharing, man. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I was then, so excited. When do you get back to Omaha? When do you get um, I'm going back on Monday. On Monday? Okay. Yep. You're out of here, and then, yep. and then we'll probably see you around more. 
Probably, yeah. So yeah. I, I really missed you guys. I'm like, I'm wishing that like we could like all live together. You know what I mean? That like, would be fun. It'd be so fun, but I don't know. I actually, I was, telling her, <laughs> I was telling her the other day. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I was just saying, I was like, I miss Jeff. Yeah, dude. I don't know where Jeff is. I um. We were we were I thinking some... about you. We were talking about you in the car, and we're like, I wonder what Jeff is up to. We were talking about it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was being challenged when I was at work, just like, kind of feeling like, man, my life is so simple, and like. In the, in the eyes of the world, there's nothing desirable about it. There's nothing right. to boast in about it. Oh, I work at a window covering place. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to boast in, in that. But to be able to, sit, like, humble myself before God and just honor him and how I'm working and how I'm treating people. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's bearing fruit and walking the nature of who Jesus is. I think that's the key. I think sometimes people get so bogged down when they're sharing the gospel. When they say, because sometimes they'll ask, the simplicity of sharing the gospel is, what was your life like before Christ? What's your life like after Christ? But even in that, sometimes we focus so much on our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, what if your life after Christ, you're poor, you have nothing, you have a simple job, mm-hmm. and by the world standards, there's nothing appealing at it by all. Then what yes. is it that's, that you're drawing people on? That's what I yeah. want to do is humble myself. Not Which, like I had to, not like God doesn't want us to be like... It's not like God's like, if you're rich, I'm going to strike you down. With right. Life. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that, whether it's you're just, poor or whether you're rich. Right. But, but the simplicity is, what is the what is your life in your heart? Yeah. Where are you as a person yeah. before Christ versus yeah. where you are as a person after Christ? Absolutely. Because, I mean, so many people get so bogged down and like, here, come to Christ. You'll get wealth. You'll get health. Right. You'll get this. And they start like circumstantial stuff. Right. But then all of a sudden persecution comes, trials come, temptation comes, like life hits you. And mm-hmm. you're like, man, why do you even come to Christ? And then you start to go Because it gets to, worse for a second. Yeah, then you start to get people where you come to the Lord and you're like just talking to the Lord about him is supposed to be fulfilling this promise that These you blessings. had yeah. of blessings. And that's the thing. That's why it's and so important. You miss him. Yeah, him. It's so important. Like the foundation of our baptism, of our following Jesus is that self is being crucified. Yeah. That just as Jesus followed God in, in obedience and submission to the point of losing himself, not gaining his life, not clinging to divinity, not earning or boasting, not lusting or you know desiring the things of this world. Because the Bible says don't desire the things of this world because if you do, the love of the Father is not in you. If the love of the Father is not in you, like you're not like you're you're missing it. You know what I mean? It's 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 vain, it's empty, it's withered like a little raisin. But like, but anyways, I'm, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm just, <laughs> it's okay. um, but yeah, God's good. And he's been faithful in Omaha and I've honestly like been at the, at a place in, of just, um, wanting to actually be able to have testimonies to share with other brothers and sisters. Like to when I people. go to Texas or when I visit anywhere to be like, this is what God's doing in Omaha, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I don't want to just go there and be like scratching my belly like god's good but like go there and be like dude i'm co-laboring with christ and i've been called into co-partnership with the living son of god come on he's the firstborn and i'm i'm his brother you know what i mean i'm his i'm his son i'm his friend and uh i'm just pulling others into the family of god trying so not trying like laboring and sweating and co-laboring yeah but yep so but god's good all right that's awesome, man. Well, uh, we're just going to exit and like just say a quick prayer. Yeah. Cool. Would you mind? No, I don't mind. Uh, Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters here, Lord, and anyone, anyone else that's listening to this. Um, Father, I thank you that we are all predestined to be conformed to your image and to your likeness, God, to bear the fruit of your spirit 
and to embody the very message that you came and proclaimed, not just in word, but in power, in spirit, and in truth, not just in word, but in deed. And um, I just thank you, God, that that we can follow you, God, that you, you're asking us to come to you, God, and to be conformed into your image because we can, because it's who we are created to be. And you give us your spirit to produce in us not just the desire to do what pleases you, but the power to do what pleases you. So I just thank you, God, for, for Caleb and Georgia and Cameron and their hospitality. And thank you, God, for everyone listening, God, that they would be encouraged yeah. and upbuilt and motivated and inspired, Lord, not just to follow some way, not just to try and better themselves, God, not just to try and say, oh, I listened to a podcast today about this or not just to listen to another sermon. But, Father, that they would really just know that Christ is in them, that, that they can be born of his seed and bear the fruit of his seed, Lord, and be filled with with everything they need to, to live a life of godliness because of your blood. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.